Didn't you see what I put up? No, you're not on Twitter. I I dude, I browse sometimes. Dude, get off don't. Twitter because the people from your Twitter come to my channel to <laughs> fuck you. That's how <laughs> terrible they are. <laughs> Welcome to the Tom Story Show with Steve Karish and Tom Story, where we discuss everything real estate or whatever else is on our minds. Okay. Cut that part out. Now we're Editor. All right. Welcome back to another very, very special episode of the Tom Story Show. This is the Avengers Assemble episode. Oh, my God. We called him from all corners of the country. Daryl and TK from the number one Canadian real estate podcast, the Canadian Real Estate Show, are here. It should be true. It's up there. I think it might be. It should be true. What do you call it? The number number one Canadian real estate podcast they host? at 4 o'clock on Sundays? Is that what you were calling it? it that is, in fact, the case. 100%. That is, no in fact, true. I can no prove it, I yeah. swear. I'm so excited to have you guys here because the thumbnail is just going to have Justin Trudeau, Pierre Polyev, <laughs> and a nuclear bomb for no reason. <laughs> for no reason, <laughs> right? No reason and an arrow all. pointing down. <laughs> we got yeah, away so from that. It doesn't just work. Just before we get started, we want to give a shout out to D. Trent. Yes. Uh, welcome Everybody to the comments, D-Trent. Just wanted to say hi, let you know that we're thinking of you. Yeah. Thanks for helping special. us grow the channel. we got something special for you at the end of this episode, so stay yeah, tuned. you got to stay, stay tuned, tuned until like the end. That. Nice hug, yeah. <laughs> What's going on, guys? Yeah. This is awesome. Yeah, we get to meet in person The finally. worlds collide. Hey, downtown, great little pocket of the neighborhood here. Yeah. Uh, Easy to nice get to, to, actually. Yeah. Like, I drove from uh, the edge of Toronto. Okay. Like, I'm literally the East edge or west edge? West edge okay. of Toronto, like Dufferin and Steeles. And it okay. took, like... Half an hour. Yeah. And I'm the East Edge. I'm like Port Union, Lawrence, like the furthest south e- southeast corner of the city. So yeah. easy access. No problem. There yeah. might, there's no like marathons or anything going on today. So it was trying it was to good. get here. Yeah. It was yeah. A, if there's something going on. His mind yesterday. This, really? Oh, yeah. Why? From where? From the airport. Yeah. Mm. It was something Should've else. He started Express. taking lefts and rights. And I'm like, this Uber says to go straight. And he mm. starts weaving. Oh, no. There's construction up here. Oh, it was a whole thing. You didn't mention Tom's name? Dude, that's, what I, I I tell that's you. why Who? they thought he Whenever, was Tom. Anywhere I go, I'm like, just like, do you guys know Diana. Tom's story? And, and usually gets me to the front of the line. Yeah, yeah I'm totally. Yeah. Oh, I haven't tried that. Try it. I yeah, should say good. I'm TK. Mm, I don't know. It depends on where you go. Back back the the line. Line. I get nowhere with this name. Back I might get some credit. Immediately. Back yeah. of the line. So what's going on, guys? What's up with this crazy real estate market? Trying to buy land, man. Are you trying to buy land right now? Like desperately. Should we set up? Do you think our audience totally... Like intermingles? Do you think everybody knows? Maybe was, we should make a little a introduction. There's probably at least 14 other, right? people who watch our channel and also yours. <laughs> well, we only have you 14 guys... subs, so <laughs> yeah, that's so, probably And they've crazy. got like 10 times more than us. I think you've got like at least a handful Well, no, more. on the podcast channel, we're trying to crack a thousand. Yeah, we're, okay. uh, we're, we're new, right? We're, we're just trying to build it, it up. Be, and... It's going gonna, it's gonna to go beyond us. I can guarantee that. <laughs> okay, like that's okay. We're happy for you guys. That, that's yeah. that's, a, that's a, a good accomplishment. So how do we all know each other? So you guys have been running your show now for how long? Since uh, the June. P word started, like May or June, June of 2020, yeah, 2020, yeah. June of 2020, and I think I've been on your show three times at least, maybe times. live, maybe. but you've been mentioned probably, you know, almost every episode. <laughs> or we've we've <laughs> talked about Tom you by story. accident, or, yeah. <laughs> Right, trying and to steal your subs. You guys got to know Steve as well. It's working. I hope it's working. And then it's Steve's true. been on what at least. One or two episodes plus a few like live streams. Live, live streams yeah. plus one. Not that I'm counting. 
Yep. Live stream plus one. And then, you know yeah, I mean? now like all our friends are doing it and like Nolan came on and, and it's cool how like we are, are all now associating with the same people, right? It's, yeah. a, it's really interesting. It's like a circle. It's like a group of people who are all like-minded. Yeah. We don't really have like, even though there's competition to everyone like grow their channels on looking stuff, we all want each other to do well and yeah. we all support each other by going on each other's shows and channels and commenting and everything because the more people paying attention to Canadian real estate on YouTube is better for all of us. Right. So it's, it's been great. I think yeah. it's nice to show that we're not just the typical real estate agent. Well, you're not a real estate agent, Daryl, but you know, the, for nice the rest of us, on realtor here, yeah. actually. for the, yeah. for the rest of difference. us, it's, it's just nice to like other people are seeing that it's not just like sales jam deals together. Yes. Right. Like it's, there is more conversation involved in, in the whole end of things. Right. Exactly. Like it's not just what people think the industry is. It's yeah. nowhere close to what the people <laughs> think it true. is. But even right? the relationships between realtors, right? So that's another big thing too, is everyone, some offices or some environments or whatever, it's very competitive and stuff and people don't get to collaborate as much. So when they can see people working together, even in the same markets, it's just like, okay, wow, like this is actually like a profession. It's yeah. not just like a well, hey, dog even, eat dogs type of thing. That's why right? Steve's here. Like we're going to a conference all next week for three days, which we've been going to for the last, what you've been going ten for years. Like 10 years. I've been seven years. Yeah. And some of my best friends in the industry I've met throughout this platform. Yeah. And it's almost weird to me when I connect with someone, I'm like, Hey, what are you doing? And they're like, I'm not going to tell you. I'm like, Oh, that's weird. Yeah. Because everyone else <laughs> I talk to, we tell each other everything we're doing. Exactly. And I feel like people maybe on the outside don't really know that a lot of the people that are actually doing most of the market share yeah. are willing to share what's working with all the other people. Exactly. Like, that's why they get the market share. We, yeah. We because under- they're giving it away. And they're exactly. just, te- I mean, people. there's a reason why the same people, I think, all kind of are in the circle. Yeah. And it's because, at least in my opinion, like you guys provide me with value. Like I'm actually learning from you guys. I watch your channels. Yeah. So when we started a channel, it just kind of made sense to gravitate towards you guys to talk to you mm. if you were willing, right? Mm. At the beginning, like nobody was really willing, yeah, right? Yeah. Nobody. How was. hard? Is, how long did that take to get people to nail? Because now I'm sure you're getting people saying, "You, hey, I want to come on your show." Well, I mean, at the beginning, I don't know. There, it wasn't that there, no one was willing. It was people that we wanted on the show weren't willing, and yeah. the people that were willing, like probably wouldn't have been good for the show. Right? There was right. there was always people reaching out even from the beginning okay. and it was like sketchy. It was like, mm, no. Because <laughs> you're and trying to sell something or w- talk about something s- that they're doing. The or- best are these. Uninteresting. It's like, a, it's like a long letter where it's like somebody's personal assistant. So it's like, you know, Mr. Jones has been running his organization for the last 20 years and Mr. Jones has all these things. We're like, you oh, know, yeah. All right, Mr. Jones, like, see you later. I don't even know what you're trying to sell me. <laughs> so but- that guy emails me too. Everybody. Right, there's a bunch of them. Oh, yeah. yeah. There's like yeah. a bunch of different ones. Yeah. Different and it's places. like for short videos, lang- for SEO oh campaigns. It's, it's funny like, how oh. the email address that it's coming from isn't yeah. the assistant at mrjones.com. It's like Mr. Jones at mrjones.com. Yeah, so it's yeah, like, yeah. I don't even have an assistant, but I'm just going to. 100%. That's what it is. <laughs> you call it like yeah. literally two emails a day I'm getting of someone saying, let me cut up your, your videos into short clips or, yeah, media, or, or basically, essentially, your YouTube channel sucks. Yeah. Let's yeah, fix yeah. it. It could be better. Yeah. Yeah. It could be better. That's on. Uh, YouTube, Which is always uh, true. Uh, just as emails, though, just like coming emails. into my inbox, yeah. where it's people, you know, yeah, we get that all added the time. to all yeah, the yeah, other yeah. things that they try to sell realtors that we get into our inbox. Like these days, I'm literally just unsubscribing every single day from things. I'm like, I didn't sign up for this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lately, I've been getting more of that. Have you guys noticed more from realtors? Yeah, just more well, everything. I'm getting a lot of stuff from people. How so, are you getting on their list? I want to know. I want to know what it, know. from a developer. <laughs> side of things right now yeah what the hell because we're looking at it from like helping people facilitate the transaction you're like an active buyer and seller right or well buyer, whatever side of that you're doing right now say you're an active buyer right now yeah uh okay so what's the question though for me 
like I, I come at this market from different angles. Like that de developers definitely one. Uh, but I'm on the marketing side of things too, and like pre pre construction sales. Uh, so I like I, I I'm lucky enough, and I deal with TK all the time, and talk to realtors all the time through the show. So I have like a pretty interesting perspective on the market. So so what is the so why are you exactly? trying to buy land in a market that is decreasing in value, and everyone's scared, and every headline is that we're going to crash? Why are you trying to buy right exactly now? Exactly okay. for that reason. Okay. Right, because everybody else isn't buying right now, and people are definitely scared right now. Um, and there might be some good deals, but I mean, and you said at the beginning you're frustrated, you're trying to buy. Why have you not? Is it because there's just nothing to choose from? Like what's going on, on the land side of things? No, there's more deals than ever. But okay. sellers, I don't think have come down to reality with with interest rates and where things have to be. Yeah. Uh, like, for example, TK and I are working on a downtown assembly and it's a listing. And we, I mean, we basically ended up we gave them an offer. We got a sign back that made no sense, gave them another offer, basically what they wanted. And then we can't we, like we can't get a sign back. Hmm. not even can't get a sign back like it, f it feels like the agent has lost interest so that's from your perspective now yeah. from the agent side are you getting poor communication back or is it just like is the other agent on the other side like any, any, really any trying to get the any deal situation together? that a seller is in right now is um is difficult right because they're not getting the price that they want mm. right whether they think it's worth more than what it's actually worth or not but they're not getting the price that they that they want and well, that becomes asking now well, that's obviously not what they want, right? So, like, that's right. what you have to look at, right? right? So, you have to just, you know, that that's perspective on the on the investment side. Like, if you guys follow any of the um, commercial multifamily stuff, like investment properties, where cap rates are and what what the asking mm -hmm. prices are, there's like one sale in the last three months in all of Toronto for like commercial multifamily. Like, nothing's moving. Is that yeah. because the sellers are just being stubborn? Exactly, and they're not going to the come. Cap, down they're from asking like three, three and a half caps, and right now the interest rates that you're getting are all right. like six plus. On commercial deals, can you take over mortgages easier than you could on residential? Like, can you take yes. like depends on your balance sheet. Calls it like sexy debt, right? Is yeah. that possible? Hundred percent. Yeah, there's okay. like especially like CMHC possible. financing and stuff. It's assumable, and that that's obviously a lot that more be, favorable. Yeah, right. Like low interest if you rates, qualify long, long term. Like you yeah, have to qualify, and then I mean, when when markets change like they're changing it's a little harder to qualify plus they would probably prefer to get out of that loan and into a new loan right now anyways right. so at the end of the day it's up to the lender whether it transfers it's not like you can just sell the piece of paper the, the and it CMHC goes. ones are easier but you're right the other lenders and stuff like that are probably just want out anyways some of them yeah i mean they're, they're holding a two or three percent mortgage that's who do you go enough. to for financing for big projects like it, not you don't have to necessarily. It, say it who, but it's not like big banks. There's, it's not like you're walking into no. TV. Well, alleyways. Like, there's a few alleyways. <laughs> yeah, here that when I think I, some of Daryl's lenders I, were. <laughs> when I pulled up, I saw a few of them along the way. Yeah, wherever you can get it from. No, but uh, B lenders for sure. B lenders, okay. not A's. A's. Listen, when you're buying land for twice as much as it's worth on its own. So when you're making putting an assembly yeah. together, for example, and you're putting together six houses that on their own are worth 1.6, but together you figure maybe could be worth 3 million each, right? If everybody yeah. comes together, yeah. it, great, you can pay them all, but like, how do you finance it now, right? Mm -hmm. So, so and then in today's environment, it's even harder. So you're not going to an A bank, you're going to a B lender who deals with this kind of thing and can see, or at least like 
sees your story, your, your vision, and yeah. can sell it to other people, right? If, if A lenders are now at 5%, what are B lenders at? Scary, stupid. Okay. Yeah, like you can't make right. a deal prime, work. And this is the thing. Four and a half. Really? Uh, what's prime? Five something? Five, yeah. Five. yeah, like at yeah. least, at least. And so you have eight, to be nine, a strong. Right. And these are and like you're multi-million dollar loans. Like these are not cheap loans. Yeah. And they're 55, 60% loan to value because you're, but your value is bullshit, right? You're, you're starting off with an inflated value. It's not like you're buying a house for what it's worth and you're going yeah, right. for an LTV, right? Yeah, what is that? It's totally uh, different. What so is, now you need cash, like lots of fucking cash from everywhere. Can what, I swear on here? Yeah. Have no, I done not, it already? We'll find we're out. We're not at a thousand <laughs> yet, so we haven't. I don't know what any of these words. <laughs> demonetized. I don't know what these words mean. But That's right. Yeah, you can okay. maybe don't explain that to me. Don't use them ever. Um, no, it's actually those words don't do as bad as the P word and the C word. Right. Right. The, yeah. I don't use those. <laughs> they, I don't think. Actually, we had a few episodes that have gone down because of things that have happened over the last couple of years and their viewing rate but it's another, that's our issue another it, oh we're, we're stuck on, on 14 i'm thinking about all the words i know that start with those letters it's I'm not sorry. those ones it's, <laughs> not, it's not the <laughs> ones it would traditionally be we right. didn't even know they existed previous to two years ago this episode of the tom story show is brought to you by lendlord if you've not heard of lendlord it is a software platform designed for real estate investors. It helps you easily track your portfolio and get reminders when things like rent and utility payments are due. But the best feature and my most favorite feature of the entire platform is something called a deal analyzer. This is where you, as a real estate investor, can log into the software, plug in your future potential purchase, and the system quickly comes up with important information like cap rate, cash on cash return, and even future potential values. It's a totally free software, but listeners of the Tom story show can get 90 days of the upgraded paid version right now totally for free by either clicking the link down below in the description or going to landlord.io slash tom show and if you're a real estate agent and you're not using this software to quickly and efficiently analyze deals for your clients well i think you're doing your clients a disservice download landlord today for a quick and easy way for you to analyze not only your own future purchases but those of your clients so again that's landlord.io slash Tom show to sign up right now and listeners of the Tom story show receive 90 days of the paid version totally for free I have tried this software myself I think it's fantastic and extremely useful as a real estate investor sign up today that's landlord.io slash Tom show and now back to the podcast yeah um so when you're so I, I'm gonna get on to your favorite topic how do you appraise? How does that appraise out? How does that work? How does that deal work? We're doing a video course no on this. Sense. He's trying to get all the information out of yeah, yeah. free here. Sure. Right yeah, now. no, okay, no. Right. Right. That's right. Uh, video courses. Developer one hundred and one. Three payments of sixty nine ninety yeah. nine. Easy payments. per year. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Developer for dummies. Yeah, yeah. totally. Uh, what was that. the question? People would buy that. I know. How do you how do you get these deals together? Obviously, that's a pretty broad question that makes no sense, but. How do you, how does that whole thing work where you're you're honestly trying to go in and get multi-million dollar properties that are, like you say on paper, not worth to the to an end user what they are to you? Yeah. How does that whole thing come together? Do you just need TK and the right broker to kind of jam the whole thing together? Like or how much do you go over TK's your numbers? TK's useless in that yeah. situation. You can have the best broker in the world and it can't do anything for you. It's the financing side. That's what his expertise is in, is the getting the financing for it. But even before that, and you, like, have to, you, have you have to have six homeowners to sell their homes for it. Yeah. Yeah. But the balls that you, you have, have to, to have to go through everything, not just the knowledge, but the balls. Like if, ever, if knowledge was enough, we'd all be billionaires and have six packs. 
right? Mm-hmm. It's not the knowledge, I right? It's the solution. guts to being able to go through the steps uh, to be able to get there and to really have the courage to do it. And that's, I think, why Daryl's been able to do what he does, right? So. A little bit of uh, stupidity has to be, like, you have to have some faith, right? Like, you got to be a little crazy to go ahead with these things. But, mm-hmm. I mean, practice helps and some experience and a lot of reading. And you would be surprised to hear it come out of my mouth, but, like, a lot of listening. Mm-hmm. Right. Like I, I need to hear what everybody wants. I would be surprised. You would be surprised. <laughs> but I actually have to listen a lot and find out what everybody wants to give it to them. Because if you if you don't give everybody what they want, it falls apart Is all, it, every time. You've obviously done this several times in the past. Yeah. Now looking at today's environment, is it much more difficult now than it was in the past? Or has it always been difficult? It's just new hurdles now. It's it's very interesting right now. Like I said, like I've never gone out and given people what they wanted and not got a sign back before. Like that's really weird, right? And this is happening on a lot of stuff, not just the one that, that I'm talking about, like many. There's, there's um, also more capital right now though. Like, there's so much capital so much, chasing deals ready yeah. for somebody to say like, I got one, I got a good one. Yeah. And but But the guys that are trying to catch the good ones are like a little reluctant now because I think... Most people probably think like there might be better ones in a few months. Right. Which there may be and there, there may might not be. be. Yeah. yeah. Well, so, in a, so, you know, people say, why do you want to catch a falling knife? But like, there's a lot of degrees of, of depth that you can catch this Maybe knife you caught at, it at right? the top of the knife and it was just about to hit the floor. <laughs> but but said you, that, Foch said that on the, one of the last shows we did. He says there's more risk in buying in a rising market yes, than there is in a falling market. Yes. And I never thought about it like that. Yeah. I think it was brilliantly articulated. Yeah. It's because on the way up, right, you might be the peak because yeah. you know it's going up. You might be the peak. But on the way down, you know you're not the peak because it's already behind you. Right. And so there's actually less risk by buying in a, in a falling market, which... You know, that's realtor talk, but the the consumer hasn't decided that yet based on the sales numbers. Like we're seeing 40%, 50% lower sales. And, you know, in in the cluster that I sell a lot of condos and it's like the last two months, prices actually went up. And I'm telling my clients, it means nothing. Mm -hmm. There's 50% less sales. If you're using average price, this is unfair. Like there's not enough data to work with. So even though, yes, looking now long-term, I just, I just put out a video and it was like, I quoted Warren Buffett where it's like, uh, if you're not going to own a stock for 10 years, don't even think about mm. owning it for 10 minutes. I'm like, that's probably the same way you should think about real estate. Yeah. So what I'm hearing from what Daryl's telling me is that like the capital's ready to jump in. They want to find opportunities. And with cash is like licking their chops right now. But they're all, we're all, but like, you're the first ones to show the confidence that the consumers uh, buying their family home aren't there yet. Well, but I'm a leading indicator. They're a lagging indicator, yeah. right? So, so. I mean, the crazies that go in now will set hopefully a floor or find good deals. I mean, this is all this. This doesn't. My exit isn't for at least two to three years, right? Right. So things are going to be very different yeah. then. So I have the luxury of like, even if I get sliced on the way down, I put an assembly together, pushes value up, right? I put an application in for for development, pushes value up. So even if the market's kind of working against me, maybe I'm okay. Yeah. And then I can figure out the next thing when when the market's different, right? But cash is the only thing right now that is going to make a deal pencil out Hmm. or some ridiculously creative terms that equate to like free money. Mm -hmm. I don't think a lot of people appreciate. uh, I mean, I definitely don't. Most of what I do is resale. Right. Sure. Like residential resale. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I uh, walked kind of backwards into a land assembly in, I think, 2016 and assembled like 15 acres. 
and I was just like over the moon. Everything went great. Developer, everything went fantastic. And then I was approached because my name was on one. One of the sales was on MLS. The other, the others weren't. I was approached by a guy. Hey, my guy's looking for land like this. So they brought us basically, well, they didn't bring us an offer on paper, but it, it got pretty heated, the discussions. And then when I was like, that number is insane compared to what my guy paid for it. Like that is nuts. So I brought it to my guy and he's like, this is less than half of the appraisal that we have currently on the property. Like mm -hmm. beat it, pal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Like it's just- And you're like, what? And How's that possible, right? And, yeah. I, and in my mind, I'm like, this yeah. is- this has gone up perfectly with the residential market. Like you yeah. should be laughing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, oh, you don't understand how planning and everything else anything is, works. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. Like it's yeah. a 15 acre site, man. Yeah. That's not small potatoes. Right. Yeah. And that's why I think, you know, people are like Daryl are out there are in business is because the average person doesn't know that information. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's mm -hmm. what, you know, is allowing you to be able to do what you Unless, do. Unless sure. everybody knew then it would just be like, unless well, yeah. you're the last piece in the well, land assembly, then you're worth more than the whole land assembly combined. Right. <laughs> that, that, yeah, fenton, right? Yeah. That, that one owner that's like that. <laughs> that one owner that's like, no, 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 everybody else is sold. I'm going to hold out. Yeah. There's there's a, a, but that's on a, everyone. There's a yeah. few uh, around me where the town, like where I am, townhouse complexes are most prevalent. And it's just like, there's the single detached house townhouse complex is just done around it. Cause that guy held out sure. like yeah. a dummy. And now he's worth, it's happening right now my uncle across from my guy. office. We've seen it forever as yeah. they were doing it and they're all boarded up and there's the one house on the end that they yeah. just cut and then repainted the side of the house for them and they're about to start building beside Peter it. Peter Street or no? That is, uh, the... that is Richmond. Richmond they're everywhere. They're everywhere. Okay, it's a, it's a like purpose-built rental building going up, but uh, yeah. there's one at the end that just... It's like they cut it in half. It's just sitting yep. there and it's like clearly boarded up and everything like that. No, like but that sometimes you guy. leave them out on purpose. You don't even want them. They're a good buffer yeah. between you and the next building. True. So it's like they didn't even decide to be screwed. They got screwed out of creativity. Yeah. Most of the time though, it would be because they were a lot of time. Good. Yeah. I mean, yeah. if you look at like one bluer or if you look at honest eds, like they're right. carving around stuff and yeah. they definitely tried like really hard to get that street downtown. That's yeah. like the half house in between yeah. the condos. Yeah. But even if you don't have people that like don't want to move. So I, I, I put a deal together. I worked on a deal at, at 50 Scholard, and even though the, like, we owned all the properties or the, the owner owned all the properties. Part of the deal was that we had to like move one of the houses because it was heritage, like historic, pick up like pick it. up the house and move it and then build around it. Is it yeah. every house in Toronto heritage? These things are like no, just a old, billion no, years old. No, but they're like if <laughs> you districts and stuff, yeah. we've actually designated houses. Entertainment right? district is like just all heritage. In Surrey, yeah. the guys are blowing down 30 year old houses. They're like, get rid of these old pieces of shit. There's yeah. a there's a property on Richmond Street, 229 Richmond. It's a big parking okay. lot yeah. right across from the, the Rio Can uh, Cineplex Center there. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it's a heritage site and it has. Oh, that's uh, where they show like the movies in the summer and you can sit out there. Maybe it became like massive, picnic tables. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. I walked by it yesterday. So, so it. Um, what was I saying? It's a heritage uh, yeah, district. Yeah, sorry, it's a heritage designation and there's like a, a, a parking attendant booth on it. Like that's <laughs> that's a heritage site in Toronto. What happened there? Something special at one point, um, 200 years ago? Probably no. just the area itself, right? So they just have like blanket designations for like whole areas, uh, Cabbage Town. Yeah, areas the like whole that. area got so blanketed. So why, why do every house when they can just say, all right, forget it. This whole street is, we want to control what to the slow down um, design looks control, like and everything yeah. else. Yeah. It's like the ultimate NIMBY people, right? 
The city. The city. city. <laughs> no, but it, it stems from associations of NIMBYs yes. or volunteers who the like volunteers. love heritage and like want to keep it. I want yeah. to ask you guys. So uh, recently we had Tim Hudak on, on this podcast and we got really into the weeds on. Obviously, we asked about mortgage fraud because we had Dude. to and got his yeah. response on that. And then we talked about the Build More Homes Faster plan, which Ford announced recently. Mm-hmm. It, does that solve things here? That was yesterday's episode. We does it solve it things? <laughs> does, it, does it make things better than they were? For who? That's a, a good question. Well, it depends. That's part of the question. So for, We had a big debate. We had a debate over this yesterday because there's so many factors, yeah. right? So it's like developers benefit who yes. already own the land. Yes. Right? The immigrants who are coming here are, are going to benefit because there's going to be more housing. More rental options as well if they turn them into triplexes, duplexes. And- that, that, that that's yeah. that's where it may help yep. a also little we, bit. we asked hudak and, and i said does it count when you say 1.5 million homes is the goal of the next decade for ontario mm. is a garden suite a home he's like if you can it's own unit, it yeah. Then, yeah. yeah it is yeah. Yeah, yeah. if you can own it or rent I, it. what i was confused on when i thought about that after is like do they mean yeah homes as separate titles because a garden no, suite's like, not like a, a one bedroom condo it's just like, somewhere where someone can that's a, live that's a home it's yeah. a unit it's in the sky legally so a, le- a legal two or three Hopefully. unit property or anything like that so these are all creating because like where i am in the in the suburbs yeah most homes have a basement suite yeah. right and now depending on the size of the home they'll have two or three or four well, because yeah. they have to afford that mortgage out there. But right? the home's not designated. What's the average price? Oh, no, it's a triplex. It's, it's a all single done. family home with no a, permits. No retro. Okay. So retro. That doesn't count. Well, that yeah. won't yeah. stop here. That'll That's actually. We have that too. Yeah, that'll increase that here because it'll be harder to tell like who's working on what because there'll be construction on yeah. lots of stuff, I would imagine. Yeah. yeah. Right. I, I just think it's cool that you're going to have the opportunity maybe to build instead of a monster house and jam something in the basement, you're going to have the opportunity to build like three proper units Absolutely. right so you can actually have maybe maybe if you can go three stories you can get three three bedroom kind of bungalows stacked on, stacked on top of each other where before you had to build a monster house and then just maybe like they limited the size of our basement suites where i am to 750 square feet mm-hmm. it's well so the upstairs house is 4500 square feet and you have to have a 750 square foot and that's all that's you can weird. do it's yeah. like kind of why stupid, why yeah. do you why can't the whole basement be the suite why can't you have a 1700 square foot basement suite you can't do it yeah because okay. somebody decided that they thought that that was the case and they rallied enough, enough troops yeah. to get yeah. enough ears yeah. and yeah. some idiot like put there, it into law there's an area there's a few areas uh, that was no small effort by the way probably for someone to get that oh done. yeah in right? there's a few areas in um in surrey and in north delta where i am where the neighbors all got together and they restricted the building size right because mm-hmm. they didn't want these monster houses built mm-hmm. well what they ended up doing so they got all the neighbors together they protested they got the zoning changed so you can only build a 2700 square foot house period including basement everything so these are seven thousand square foot lots so pretty mm-hmm. small house what that did was that immediately devalued yeah. their properties mm-hmm. and it put a, crushed, a ceiling on so it. it crushed their their values and then what happened investors were like well those are all cheap they started buying them up and it's only a matter of time before enough investors are in there that they're going to go screw this this is all investors let's rezone this stuff and yeah. so it all it did was the owners screwed themselves hmm. right it's some, just some some developments have restrictive covenants like that where you know you'll want someone to have like the conformity, right? So they want everyone to have a certain type of house, maybe no bungalows or no semis right. or whatever. And that'll be like on the title for that subdivision to be built a certain way. So maybe they did it that way. It's like we have it here in Ontario too, but it to was, restrict the size 
in just an already constructed area. Yeah. I don't know if that's ever happened. Well, this, yeah. I mean, the one particular one I'm thinking of, it was basically in uh, trying to keep out certain ethnicities, right? You yeah. have certain people trying to build certain types of homes, and this group got together and said, not in our neighborhood. They changed. Irish. They, they hated mm. it so much. Yeah, we don't want the Irish. Yeah. Don't tell my wife she's Irish. You, If you were looking at everything from the outside, like you were not from this society, and you were to try and figure out are they trying to make more houses or are they not trying to <laughs> yeah, make yeah. more houses? What's going on here? Because yeah. like the rhetoric is like, we need more, like there's a crisis, like these, this is bad. Uh, we need to get more people in and this and that and this and that. But like, look, they restricted to 700, like why the fuck it's always would they restrict it yeah. to 750 square feet? Mm -hmm. No, but why? Okay. Why is there an angular plane like on a building? At all. Mm. I mean, so so you, they'll say because it's nice for the streetscape and for the people walking down the street. But then you look at Europe and it's just all yeah. straight right up on onto the street. And yeah, where we are, you'll have all the, the ranchers around the corner. Mm -hmm. Right. So the 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 so one level homes are on the corner uh, mm -hmm. almost exclusively. And then the next house. So you have that you don't have that one big house right beside the street. But other than market mania, you start to limit what can be done on a property with these stupid rules, yeah. right? And you limit not only the amount of money that they're worth, but the amount of inventory that can come on the system when you actually can get a deal done. Because right. it's like, you see how many deals are done. You have no idea how many don't get done that could get done. And like, we could have a balanced market technically, maybe. Right Do you think now. this could all be a part of just the Canadian market as a whole just kind of blooming from like this tiny i mean we were a village country except for toronto mm -hmm. we were a like vancouver in 1986 was a fishing village basically mm -hmm. right there was nothing there and do you so think it's just growing just, pains it's just a graduation yeah. of like hey you guys are now an international city mm -hmm. this is what we're doing this is what international cities do they have housing crises right like i have an uncle that bought um he in 1997 i want to say he went to hong kong and lived there for 20 years he at that time he says i got there in 97 i was looking at apartments they were two million dollars canadian in 97 mm -hmm. he's like in so hong i kong? bought yeah, yeah yeah so in Van he went back to vancouver bought a three bedroom for 200 grand this is cheap right there's like so he, canadian he kept, dollars right. yeah to boot right he kept buying canadian property renting in hong kong yeah. because that's how a lot of international markets work, yeah. right? They're just, I just think there's a chance we're blooming into where a lot of the rest of the world was, the New Yorks and the Londons and yeah. everywhere else. Every time a I say A lot of those that. are land restricted places though, right? Like it's pretty hard for me to We say, have land. Yeah, like this is like, we have a, we have a serious And our restrictions apparently density. aren't like real because we just opened up the green belt, right? Well, that's well, part we'll see, of it, right? but, but there's is other- that, Is that for sure? They're doing the study. They got a study okay. now on it. So, but it you seems like that's You guys legitimately have land here though. We got if you've been to Vancouver, it's there's there's nothing, but there's nothing there either. Like what what happens in Vancouver? Like what do you, what does Vancouver produce other than the ability to bring people in and maybe other things aren't that we may major, not want to get to? Major port cities, though, they usually rain, always. I've heard. We, we man, we can produce rain like nobody. Rain, does. foggy rain weather, no foggy weather. No, yeah. but seriously, like I know we but have some industry here in Ontario. I don't right. know what they do in Vancouver. I guess forestry is the big one. And mushrooms it, and it weed was it was forestry <laughs> i wish that took off that didn't really take off it's not a great business to be in um i mean there uh, the actual like is there a is it an oil town is it of this town is it of that town no it's not it's an international city 
where business and all the rest of that stuff is happening now. There's uh, mining. There's a ton of mining in BC. There's a ton of forestry in BC. It's coming. I mean, the people against everything say you can't do any of those things anymore. So I don't know what the industries are really going to be. But the amount of people that are flooding to Vancouver is insane. They're all coming to Vancouver. And I, I don't know what the draw is because personally, if I was looking, if I wasn't happy in Ontario, I don't know that Vancouver outside of the weather is a better option. No. Mm. Right. Like, it's a beautiful place to be. But when there's, you're a lot, there's a lot of head offices there, so I'm sure there's jobs. Like, you know, there's a lot of people like I know there's jobs. What I'm saying is there's sure there's jobs there that are like bringing people. Yeah. Interesting for people to come because yeah. it's a big city. So all of a sudden you need to have two head office locations where you can put one in Vancouver and one in Toronto. But I guess you do. Right? Have Vancouver's that. like a big Brampton mortgage, isn't it? Like, isn't it just a big bunch of real estate for the most part? And like overvalued and next person coming in and for no, no reason Vancouver buying market, the last person. Vancouver market's not having any trouble really right now. It's us no, and the, they and the birds over. that are getting smashed. No, but, but you even said it in your videos. Like they moved over because of policy to like other provinces, right? They You guys were the first to implement like a, yeah. a tax that started pushing everyone to yeah. Toronto. And we started heating up. And then I guess your market must have changed after that. It is. You, you're, you're our out-of-town cousin for sure in Vancouver. Because like with the whole uh, non-resident speculation tax reform, buyers we tax, copy everything we that that they do. Yeah, eventually. but they're always like way. No, they like, test it over there. If there's anything wrong in the markets, Vancouver always seems to be. Maybe this is like it's the biased, testing ground. But Vancouver always seems to have it worse. Like whether it's fraud or whether it's like foreign buyers or whether it's multiple offers, like all the weird, crazy things. That's why you guys have all the um, the, the like the cancellation. Uh, um, terms. We got the buyer's right of rescission coming in. Yeah, that kind yeah. of stuff. Like you yeah. know, it's always, it always seems to be Vancouver. That's because Vancouver's worse. The we're over here. Down. We're like Toronto's we can't bad. Mess up Toronto. Vancouver's that worse. Bad. Vancouver's worse. The the only only way, at least we don't live in Vancouver. The only way <laughs> you can fix here, the market. Yeah. No, no. Honestly, because it's how I feel. I could be wrong. Toronto the only way that they can fix the fixing the market is what the fixing the market is taxation and more rules. Yeah. Not hey guys, do you think maybe we should build houses? Right? Those are the only two things that are done. That's what's done. Those aren't right the because that's the only yeah. things they can do. Response. The government can't build houses. They cannot. No, they, fit the, and if they did, Lord help me, I wouldn't want to live no. in one. I'm going to spill all the angry. water. He's getting angry. I'm getting, yeah, I'm getting heated. Okay, Toronto agents are bad, but have you met the ones in Vancouver? <laughs> I can't believe that. <laughs> Everybody is talking over waters everywhere. Back up. This might be the most heated uh, conversation we've had on this. I hope this thing isn't just redlining anywhere, on audio. I've asked yeah. this many times. Does Canada have a housing problem? Canada, I don't think so. no, no. They, I don't think they do. Canada, I think Toronto, not, Vancouver have yeah, a housing have problem. A housing yeah, problem. that's because that goes back to, have you ever been to any of the other cities? They're not as awesome. They're honestly not, they're not as, as awesome. awesome. Well, that's yeah. why they're not as expensive and yeah. less people go there. And we need more people But it's not a there. Canadian thing. How, How do, do we you get, get, so of these, of these, you know, every realtor on social media the last few weeks, like 500,000 new immigrants, we're all going to be good. And they're all so excited. Yeah. Where are they going to go? Probably Toronto, Toronto Vancouver. Vancouver. That's it. How can we get them to go to Calgary, Edmonton, Nova Scotia, whatever. Yeah. We had the Bald Prairie on our yeah, yeah. on our show, and and that's where I learned a lot about Saskatchewan, actually. But yeah. I mean, his mentality was like, stay in your own goddamn province. <laughs> Do not come and ruin Saskatchewan. We yeah. like it how it is. Yeah, weather's a big thing, right? So it's mild in Vancouver and Toronto. If you look at the world, all the different yeah. climates and everything like that, there's right. not that many that are along that same I've met a lot, line that Canada is. I've right? met a so, lot of people, uh, particularly on the YouTube side, yeah. that have come from out of country. Yeah. And they get, when they get accepted, they're like, cool, here's where we want you to go. Here's Edmonton. Here's Winnipeg. Here's Calgary. And yeah. if you're coming from uh, Bangalore, Most in places. India, yeah. 
right? Yeah. You're 45 degrees all year long. Yeah. You're not moving to minus 45 degrees not all happy. year long. No way. So you go there for six months true. and you're like, oh, wait, the only place that's above zero is Vancouver? I'm in. So my immigration papers are based on me living to Edmonton. Okay, yeah, I'll go there. I'll go there. How long do I have to stay? Yeah. And then, and then they'll just gone. come to Toronto afterwards. So weather is a big thing. How do we change the weather, Tom? We can't change the weather. Well, we can figure it out. You know? Put all of our minds together. But that's the issue, right? It yeah. just becomes like we're in the hot spot, right? So it's like you have to really just basically brace for this huge overpopulation of Toronto and Vancouver over the next 50 years. Isn't it great, though, for the, for the rest of the country that that's happening? Because you would think that there's spillover. Calgary, Edmonton, everybody's going to thrive off of the spillover, right? You have to. What's the spillover? Is it people moving there or is it just investors? It's the people that are pumping those markets. No, I'll tell you. And that's a problem. For example, I have a guy that I work with who is in uh, another country. He's he's overseas and he does some work for me like as a freelance. And he he was inquiring, like, can you help me come to Canada? but then he started looking at how much it would cost. And he's like, well, I can't come to Toronto on the salary that I would get. And like he just slowly started like going, well, you know what? I can't go to Montreal either. And I don't want to go to Saskatchewan yeah. and I don't want to go to Calgary or Alberta. Right. Yeah. So it's like he had a, he had citizenship somewhere else. He went to, to South Korea, or, which is the good Korea. He went to the, the good South Korea. One. I don't yeah. think you can even get in the North one. Right. Well, yeah. I, I don't think you want to. But Yeah. <laughs> So, so he decided to go to Korea because it, it was just easier and he had to get out. He's in Kazakhstan. Hmm. So he's like, I got to get out of Kazakhstan. Uh, can you help me? But so, but he would go somewhere in Canada because he works remote. It doesn't hmm. matter where he is as long as there's a good internet signal, right? And so he would go somewhere for a house for 300 grand, but it's Saskatchewan. That's the problem. Well, so in between Canada and the States, getting into Canada is a lot easier than getting into the States if you're immigrating from somewhere the else. The trend yeah. right now, though, is get your PR. As soon as you qualify for your PR yeah. uh, in Canada, you get all those benefits and then apply south for higher wages. Mm. Right? Like, a lot, we're seeing a lot of that. We're yeah. seeing a lot of guys uh, coming from, like I said, Bangalore, which is kind of the IT area in India. Yeah. They're coming here, get their PR. And then they're looking at like, okay, I'm going to buy a property. The second my PR hits, I'm buying a property. I'm going to live in that for however long I need to live in it. And then I'm gonna, I'm applying to the States because the wages double immediately as soon yeah. as I go to the and States. I knew an Indian couple, dentists, and they just did all the paperwork in India or sorry, in the US to be able to get their license uh, mm. uh, transferred. Mm-hmm. So they came here. They were here for like two, three years renting a condo. So are we a stopgap for people to go to the States? Is that what's happening? Well, here's, some. here's for another some, thing. For sure. Yeah. I've got some other people that are in areas. I can think of one in particular right now in and around San Francisco. And he's like, it is no longer safe for me to raise my family here. Oh yeah, right. I've oh, had, God. I have had a probably three now Americans that are on the, from the West Coast that are like, mm. we're coming north, and they're, they're coming or to Austin. They're, they're, they're immigrating. Well, they were actually they're all Americans, and they're mm. like, yeah, we're we're out of here. We're we're going north. They just don't like the way it's. It doesn't feel safe. One one guy was like commenting like, I don't want my kids to go to high school here because mm-hmm. they have like those. I don't, I'm not going to say it because we'll get demonetized or whatever. We're almost at monetization, by the way. Yeah. Um, we're going to get there. We're going to push you over. You guys are going to get us there. But like the, we do fire drills. They do other drills in, right. in yeah. American schools, right? And yeah. he's like, I'm just having no part of this. Yeah. yeah. Oh, God. Listen, when my kids would come home and the stuff that they would be learning is like insane here. I don't really 
like the idea that I'm raising my family here anymore, to be quite honest with you. Coming I mean, Canada is not the Canada I grew up in, nowhere yeah. close. Yeah. It's a What's very a better alternative, though. Well, um, so this is the thing. Calgary. Forget about better alternative. <laughs> it's still Calgary. Calgary's it might Canada. be. No, it might be, but yeah, it's still Canada. Um, for me, it's not better alternative. I can't even think past like I just would love to leave because my kids keep me here. I, I don't even have a choice, right? And I waited too long, even though we've been talking about leaving forever. Where? Well, so let's say the kids want to come with you. I would move to an island somewhere that just had really good internet access. You'd be I bored would... as hell on that island. Yeah. I guarantee yes. Hundred percent. I might be okay. Now I've, I've like never a left. Card, but feels really good. You're gonna be like the. Later, it's just but hold on. But getting Sarah Marshall, Paul Rudd on the beach. Yeah. But, like, you sound like you're from London. But it, listen, if you're in <laughs> your like a, if you're in your early twenties so though, <laughs> I'm super relaxed, man. I love everything about my life. I would just rather not live in Canada. No, you should. You should have seen me ten years ago. This episode of the Tom Story Show is brought to you by the Real Estate Video Course. Today's real estate industry has changed, and you can no longer rely primarily on door knocking, cold calling, and geo farming. While these strategies still work, video provides something that these traditional methods just don't, and that is leads that reach out to you because of you and the message and content that you are providing. I believe that video is king and that through video, you can leverage your message, create stronger relationships and become the authority on real estate in your marketplace. The Real Estate Video Course is a five-part course that will teach you the fundamentals of video, including why it's so impactful, the equipment that you need to invest in to get started and the proven tips and strategies used to ensure long-term success. So go to videocourselogin.com today to become a true creator, level up your editing and production skills and develop your real estate video plan to leverage your message to current and prospective clients. That's videocourselogin.com. The link is below in the description. And don't forget to use the discount code TOMSHOW at checkout for 10% off any purchase. That's videocourselogin.com and use the checkout code TOMSHOW. That's T-O-M-S-H-O-W. I saw that video you put out where it was like a reality show or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like flip oh the house ones. God. Isn't that funny? Yeah, uh, you that I'm surprised it didn't take off. You'd right, be it could have taken off. I, I sabotaged it quite a bit. I don't think you would be happy. Like like TK said, <laughs> you moved to Maui. I'd be bored. You would be bored. And guess what? You don't want to do when you're in 45 degree weather and there's a beach out. It's like work, you don't want to sit in your office and work all day. Oh, yeah, this would be cool <laughs> to sit and work while you're sweating. And no, I have very be out in the surf. even for business like. I mean, to be here, I had to be in Toronto, but most of the time you wouldn't, you, you wouldn't know where, if I was in, what did I say last time? A basement in Panama or like a jail in Panama? Guantanamo like, Bay. I, my, oh, for, for the content you're making. No, for all my businesses. I, I mean, for yeah. development, I might have to come in sure. from time to time, sure. but everything else is fully remote. I have no employees here. Like they're all remote people. And does anything to, with this decision have to do with the taxes you pay here? Is it more just the, all the other things? It was just always my goal because I always wanted to leave. So okay. I, I always had a goal of building a company that I could run from a beach. I started in construction. That didn't go so well because it's hard to run from a beach. But what I do now, everything I do now, I could do from anywhere. So like, but there's people that aren't anchored by their children who have made roots in a city, yeah. right? And so the younger people that are maybe in their late teens or early 20s have like different options now if you're not brainwashed that renting is bad. Right. Or that living in Saskatchewan is bad. I mean, there's opportunities. We've 
pretty much come to the conclusion, my wife and I, that we're following. Like, chances are the kids stay, probably 50-50. And when they go... How old are they? I mean, they're young now, right? They're stay, under 10. Stay, like, in BC or... Canada. Oh, the lower mainland of BC, right? Like yeah. if, if because of pricing, because of, of price of housing and, and opportunities and jobs. Like if mm-hmm. I was 21 right now, I'd be in Calgary like that. Mm-hmm. Working on a, a rig or in a, doing in what, a hole. Whatever you're doing. don't get dirty. Yeah, please. I you're, think there's so many No, I'd be working. Over. We just learned. I'd be working for uh, Derek Timmons. Yeah, we're going to join Derek's team because he's crushing so much in Airdrie. So, but like oh. it, I just wouldn't, I don't know that I could do it again the same way I did it. Right. I don't know that I feel like I have the same opportunity because Calgary pays the same or more and their housing is half, half the price. Yeah. Instead of detached shows in Calgary, the average is four hundred and seventy thousand dollars yeah. for detached shows. And their incomes are higher actually. Calgary's income. And you don't pay good. land transfer tax, you don't pay the whatever. Like it's yeah. just And they haven't even really got into the condo ish market yet. They're still going well, no, white picket no fence everywhere. Why would you buy a condo when you could buy a house for four hundred and fifty dollars Because it's gonna sprawl like this and be just a big a pain in the ass as it is here with traffic in twenty years. I, th- I think the generational thing though won't be as bad as we think it is. Cause like if you go back thirty years and we would say like what was it like for our parents or the people that came before us, mm. like I'm sure they would have felt the same way. If you said you have to buy a house at Nine hundred thousand as your first house, and you have to make. Well, when interest rates were two percent, it could it was still feasible. No, <laughs> but I'm just saying. Like you I know, was like, thinking the, the same perspe- thing. The perspective, the, the, the perspective is that like our kids won't be able to make it. Like I'm very confident my kids will find a way sure. to make 100%. it work in Toronto. I'm not saying they're geniuses or whatever. Yeah. But they might just have regular jobs, but they'll adapt. They'll they'll, they'll figure out a way to. But be the able majority to of people that leave, metropolis. like my parents, both were raised on the west side of Vancouver. Yeah. Right. If they were able to buy a house on the west side of Vancouver in 1977 when they bought their first one in Surrey, mm-hmm. they'd be worth 10 times what they're worth now. But that's mm-hmm. a 30 minute move. Like yeah. that's not a that's not totally. a big life changing. Yeah. But that that's not like where you move isn't really the issue. It's where do I want to what lifestyle can I get for the affordability that I have? And that ends up being probably what most people end up making that decision. It used to be when I got into real estate, it was like, okay, the next step out is Abbotsford. The next step out is Chilliwack. And you do these like leapfrogs. Mm-hmm. It's almost not, well, it's coming back now. Thank goodness. The, Cause the big difference right now. And it's right. Like, listen, immigrants came in the forties and fifties and there was hard times and they had no money and things were unattainable. Yeah. Yeah. But now the gap between incomes and cost of shelter mm. is way wider than it used to be and and that's the real screw up in the marketplace right now and that's why people are looking for these alternatives i think our level of expectation is the big thing well we want to have what our parents had at the very least yeah but my when my grandfather came came over after the war he ended up buying a property the most expensive property he could right and then he lived in the basement with his family and he rented out every room as an individual renter upstairs until my dad turned 15 and needed his own bedroom so but throw credit cards and lines of credits and all these interesting financial instruments that we now have at our disposal and it's a different marketplace back then so we've had to make all these things that allow us to afford the stuff because the prices went so far away from what we can afford the fact we even have financing at even at today's rates five six percent and people yeah. are buying a blessing but that's yeah. a north american thing yeah. yeah you can't just go to europe and be like hi i'd like uh, i can put 20 percent down give me five percent down 80, give me insurance like, get give out insurance. of the bank what are you talking about i heard that what are you talking guys? about you have to rent here like this, right. you can't own <laughs> right who were right? you guys interviewing on your show that was talking about like oh do you guys uh they were talking about 
mortgages here and they were like oh just so you know in england the majority of mortgages are interest only mm. from landlord I, for, maybe it was from landlord so yeah it, it yeah. was like was it yeah. Avi, yeah. Yeah. so it was like yeah they don't pay off anything when they buy a house in mexico there's no mortgage at there's all. no mortgages at all right like i have a friend who was on one of our first episodes who when you weren't when the flight flying rules changed mm -hmm. he booked out of here and he owns a business here and he i mean he still owns it but he moved to mexico and there's no mortgages not only there's that no when you get your title it's like yeah let me go get it out of the out yeah. of the shoebox underneath my that. bed yeah. Oh, yeah. here's my title really to my property <laughs> but it's attached to the states just like we are i mean they're a full economy down there it's just so different yeah. but i mean imagine if you had to actually buy something that you actually had the money for Act access to capital is what makes it amazing abuse well, of that like the north america the canadian american lifestyle access to capital is what makes it so good the abuse or lack of knowledge on how to make that well the leverage fit. on either side can be amazing or it's amazing you. to me like, i can go get yeah. a forty thousand dollar credit card and a hundred thousand dollar car right now in toronto if i wanted to the day after you went bankrupt no but for Nobody real stops they'll me. give you a car on both my credit cards my personal and visa i got a letter from them in the last month since everything's changed in the world yeah both saying they're up they were willing to up my limit by like a significant amount i didn't oh, ask yeah. for it yeah they're just like hey we probably think you're We've gonna seen your it. show yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're not quite at thirty thousand. we yet we're worried about you <laughs> we want to uh, make sure and I, I didn't do either of them, but i'm like you. that's interesting timing yeah, yeah at a point where everyone's trying to tighten up on things and uh yeah you know cancel their disney's no, but this is the you know, whole thing. They want you to spend the money. They need you to spend the money for, a, for for something that perpetually has to always go up. There has to be ways that people can afford things. And yeah. if the price has to always go up and in order for the people that kind of run the show to be able to afford things, their employees have to make less. Like there's this weird dichotomy where value went this way, wages went this way or stayed here. And mm -hmm. how are you supposed to afford it unless you have creative financing now? Or one percent, or fam. But again, this is like, but that's what just percentage of the people locked. really have bank of mom and dad to fall back on? Like, it's not that big. I There's think fi financing will get more creative. So if we have like two, three, four units, garden suites, like your but, grandfather, you live in your garden suite. You live, you know, you rent out the house. But how long until be... the sales pitch is that garden suite as part of it to make the Here numbers make yeah, sense? Yeah. One right, four hundred square foot. Yeah. Home. When you this put the you guys garden suite, your laundry, okay, right? You'll and then cash the house flow. that'll be for the tenants. Those will be for the people. But are who we not going have money. backwards now? It's like now people are saying, can we make amortizations 35, 40 years? Fifty again? years, isn't that what it used yeah. to be? And then they brought it back because that wasn't a good thing. And now we're just—I mean, it's just all repeating itself. No, I think maybe that's the cycle that we go through, right? Yeah. It's like as prices get out of reach and people start to take on more debt, they say, "Okay, let's zero down." These, Forty year was the worst thing ever. Payments. So when did that exist? Because I wasn't selling real estate when that was. Yeah, it was we had that in two thousand seven and eight. For yeah, sure. yeah, it was the it was the issue in two thousand seven and eight. Was yeah. like, oh yeah, you zero down, no problem. Forty years, no problem. That's insane. Yeah. I was thinking of making a like a real or a, well, I don't post on TikTok or just a one minute YouTube video saying how to buy real estate with 0% down and yeah. saying, you can't, thanks for watching. <laughs> there's still an ad in well, a parking no, lot. But that's like, not there's, true. There's you lots can. of creative ways to do it, but not in an A bank with in not, your own name and everything else. Not yeah, yeah, yeah. the way that people think. Yeah. I 100% yeah. finance my last property. Yes, yeah. but you still have to put money down. Yeah, you got to pay money down. Yeah. You can't buy without sure. money. That's it. Like. You can use other people's money. You can have access let me, to capital. Let me segue that. You get that. paid for putting the deal together and not put in any money. 
Let yeah, me sure. segue that lot, into what, well, it's what not, but it, a not with a homeowner <laughs> to buy a house <laughs> right. cannot yeah. buy. So what Daryl always talks ideas. about the the whole problem is the incentives are wrong, right? Yeah. So I have a solution for that. The only problem is I don't think it will ever. It would never come in. the The solution is you make the buyer pay for everything again. They do. They, they don't. just don't think they, they are. are correct. <laughs> so think about it. If you are as they the, really that stupid though? Do we really think the consumers stupid the enough majority, to not realize they're paying not, the commission even though it's in the so price? that's part of my buyer's presentation. Like I, I wrap up to, at the end of my buyer's presentation. Oh, yeah. Like, do you know how yeah. I get paid? And they all go, Yeah, seller pays you. I'm like, Cool. Seller pays me with whose money? Yeah, yours. You too. Yeah. What do I like say? They like don't. That? They don't realize Same that thing. they're paying the bills. Well, well at the end of the day, every real estate agent makes a TikTok saying, "Hey, if you use a buyer agent, guess what? It's free." It's like, no, it's not free. Yeah. You don't cut me a check. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Right. It's, yeah. it's built in. You yeah, same me. with the appraiser, and same with the so, inspection, exactly. and same with so all. So, for the... instance, real estate fees are too high, right? That's the common thing. We, they make too much money. For some people, they're too high. So here, why why don't we have uh, some sort of real estate brokerage that works on an a la carte situation well, we do right we just said this in uh like two episodes ago mm-hmm. we like, talked we about a different ideas. brokerage who are we talking to no, we're talking about a, a real estate board real estate board, board. and then board. it turned into a you brokerage because the board was too big you don't have yeah. to be like actually board. train people and you don't have to be a realtor with the tm or the r at the end yeah. You can have a real estate business, not be part of a real estate board. No, no, no. But just, just think about this yeah. for, a, for a thought experiment of People like how like a brokerage that. could work. It will never, I will go on record. It will not work. But I'm going to clip that in 10 years. <laughs> hey, if somebody can do this, great, because it will bring down costs for consumers. What if the buyer paid their agent by the hour hmm. to do the research, to show them the properties, to do all of those things, and then none of that money came from the seller at all? Right, the seller can pay their agent maybe in the same way or maybe on a percentage base. No sellers want to pay anything because they don't. They only want if the house sells. So mm-hmm. they're willing to pay five percent if the house sells, but not five hundred and fifty dollars for an open house. Mm-hmm. Right. So if you broke that down in an a la carte, so for, here's the thing: they think the buyer thinks, "Oh yeah, that would that sounds maybe like it would be a great thing." Okay, at the end of seven days, here's your bill. By the way, I showed you seven houses. That was one hundred and fifty dollars a house plus travel time. And you That's started stacking. Good luck collecting. Good yeah. luck collecting. Yeah. I know. You trust have to get me. a retainer. Trust me. These yeah. are all things that you I would have to. I tell people all the time, we're very lucky in our industry that at the end of the transaction, we don't invoice the client right? directly. But the value is not in showing them the house. I had one you time. You can show them all one, kinds I, of houses not in their like, oh, oh, no. So here's, what, list, here's how right? it's going to go wrong. You don't want to buy this house? People are involved. I don't think you should buy this house either. Let's go see another one. And you spend all day with them and you charge them 100 bucks or 200 bucks or 300 bucks yeah, an yeah, hour. Yeah, yeah. Right? I, I, I get the is, the, is the point of this to talk about how to lower fees? Is that what it is? I'm just saying there are solutions. A better way of doing it. Be it's a better, yeah, we need a better but, way. But so our idea from two episodes was ago is if, if it might've been my idea and I'm I'm sure it, it was probably others, yours. But yeah. what it was is if there were less real estate agents. If it was a okay, so okay, this so is where you have to watch yourself. If there were less, yeah, okay, especially so, follower trailing Tim Hughes. So in yeah. a um, <laughs> in a uh, hypothetical world that is not this world, that we would never propose that this would be the case that it would happen. Good. So the competition bureau never got wind of any of it, and they didn't think we were actually trying to do this. I do think that if you had now, it's going to create another problem. But if you had less agents, mm-hmm. that would bring. 
uh, fees down. Yes. Because more agents would be able to do more transactions yep. and exactly. they could do it then for cheaper. They so, would say, look, I've got no problem working for X percent to help you yeah. find a house because I'm going to do it 30 times with buyers yes. and another 50 times with sellers this year and I make a good income to bring home to my family. So the competition bureau on the other side of that says, um, no, more people is more options means more options means somebody will figure out how to bring the price down. So that's what the competition bureau. But they've thinks. been trying, which hasn't. And really our happened. industry is probably the most anti-competitive so, industry in the universe. Think about this. I know you guys <laughs> have had trouble in Ontario between five, six, four percent, whatever the percentages are, and you've seen pressure on on fees. In Vancouver, when I started, we do tiered, right? So seven, two and a half was yeah. like seven on the first hundred thousand, two and a half percent on the balance. Yeah, that's now seven and three in most mm -hmm. across most. It's gone up. It's gone up. Yeah. So they've brought in another like our board. It's not a, not a massive board. It, it was 4,000, 4,200 people at the beginning of July. It's currently at 4,900. This is BC? In three months. Vancouver. No, this is Fraser Valley. Fraser Valley. This mm -hmm. is outside. This is the suburbs of, of Vancouver. Vancouver mm -hmm. is like another 17, 18, 20,000, whatever. But like we saw. 73,000. We saw a 15% increase in our membership in three months. Mm-hmm. It's because they all started to get their license when the market, when the market was, was yeah, 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 that's yeah, normal. Yeah, that's but normal. now you're seeing seven and three. So you're seeing it's the average uh, commission uh, to the seller, then to the buyer, obviously, mm -hmm. go up by half a percent so as a result our theory. of more competition. More, com more people coming in, rates went up. If, if every agent was out there and they were willing to work a 40, 50, 60 hour week, whatever they were yeah. you know, inclined to do. Then if I had 100 more listings <laughs> a year. Right. And, no, they, and, I, they, and they did a certain amount and they did a certain amount yeah. of transactions a year and they took home an income. They wouldn't complain. Yeah. Yeah. When you do when you have people who have one deal a year, yeah. they try to like get as much as they can from one person and it becomes. But what, uh, what's the other side of consumer. it? The, the other side of it is it creates an old boys club of which is a smaller community, which will inevitably shun people out control or control mm. the situation so that's that's i get that that's the, hard that's the why we're going to recreate our train. own real estate board altogether which is a horrible idea a horrible idea a horrible don't idea. ever think about <laughs> splitting off Do you know i think it's in chicago there's like you have to pay for like six different real estate boards yeah to have your listing on because they can be side by side mm -hmm. but we had that for a bit. We had that for a bit. The fact yeah. that just in the beginning like, that yeah. we own Realtor.ca here in Canada and we're all collaborating and we're all in the same thing across country is massive. Exactly. It's huge. Exactly. We're the yeah. ones that get, whether we agree with the ads they run on TV or yeah, whatever yeah, yeah, to yeah. support us, like that is all us together. You we're mean in our, the States, you, <laughs> they've all been bought. Is that where our only value is uh, lining up the dates, right? That's their commercials, <laughs> right? Your, your realtor would have lined up the dates. Make sure right? we got calendars. We got digital calendars. <laughs> we got printed calendars. Got as many calendars as you need. We're yeah. never going to get We'll even have calendars wrong. with our faces on it. And you guys are going to love every second of it. Magnets. 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 Oh, yeah, yeah. magnets. That's yeah. the magnet kicker. Magnet calendars. If I get a magnet, I know this guy's get, for sure legit. magnets to everyone that comes on the podcast as a thank you. Yeah. <laughs> that means you're for real. I was going to give you 100 bucks each, but he wants to give you a magnet. I'm going to get some more water. Keep going. I'm going to take um, a magnet. I, in my second year of real estate, and this is probably my fault but i took clients out showed them i don't know how many properties like i don't know 50 or 60 like yeah. like early days not not really qualifying the best i should have and i remember at one of the things they're like they're like yeah hopefully we didn't ask for to see too many things say like we know your your company pays you to show us stuff I'm like, after what? how many like I'm outings like, what? after like 25 yeah like you think <laughs> what 
You think they pay me to drive you? No, 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 no. Like yeah, I'm an yeah, yeah. independent contractor, but they had no idea. You pay me nothing though, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> I charge you no commission, by the way, but you have to buy some. But, and I mean, that was probably my fault for not explaining that. I didn't think I had to explain that. Yeah. Yeah. But that was like, oh my Val- God. Value unarticulated is value unappreciated. There you go. Right. Yeah. Mm, so sometimes right? it's about just like telling people, right. We think, I think that's the biggest mistake that agents make would be assuming, assuming. that everybody knows exactly what we're going to do for them. And the, in the simplest thing to do for somebody like the, the the most basic thing would just to be explain the process of what you're going to do for them and they are sometimes blown away they're like uh, wow i can't believe it i do a lot you're going to refer uh, a home inspector to me yeah i do a lot of talks to to other brokerages <laughs> and i i yeah. asked them once i was like put in the chat the most ridiculous thing you've ever heard as to why someone chose not to work with you yeah and several of them were like, oh, because they said the other realtor would put the property on MLS. Because <laughs> they just didn't say that yeah. because it was so obvious. Right? Yeah. But they're like, oh, no, we want to go with the one that gets our house on MLS. Yeah. It's like, well, that would have been all of them. But yeah, they yeah, just yeah. didn't explain it, right? Well, and, and so this is interesting because if I thought a realtor was horrible, there's probably from the conversation like 20 people that would think that they're the best realtor in the so city. That's, so this is a question right. I have for sure. Why is every single real estate agent, real estate agent, almost ever have a five star rating on Google? I just put out a tweet that said 109 percent of the realtors are the number one percent realtor. <laughs> <laughs> so it's 100 percent of the time. Everybody's top one percent. Come on, everybody's but why is it though? It's because usually the people are so happy with just the fact that they bought a home and their purchase went together, and they're gonna review it. Those are not. I would, I would not zero percent, but the overwhelming majority of those reviews are not fake reviews. No, they're real. They're, they're real legitimate people. people. Yeah, it's it's not like they're buying those. It's because the person is happy. They like the person they worked with. Mm-hmm. They also don't know. We have a saying on my team: "We're the best agent that you'll ever work with, as long as it's the second transaction that you've had." Right. Because a lot of people don't under like if you have my team right. the first time. Yeah. You're like, oh, that was. You're okay. That's fine. You know, you seem right. like you know what you're doing. Yeah. But the, yeah. the if you've had like another that. transaction, yeah. And they come to us and they're like, my last guy what didn't tell the last me guy doing? any of this. Yeah. Like they didn't show me nothing. They didn't. We weren't in communication. Like, sure, we got the house we wanted. Yeah. I like that. I I would be interested to know what percentage of the deals went through that didn't have some kind of fraud attached to them. Wouldn't we all? That'd be great to know. But wouldn't it be harder to actually find that than all the I, fraud? I, I told this story to Daryl um, not, not too long ago. I had a guy approach me who was in trouble. And he says, TK, I need to find somebody who can get me a fraudulent mortgage. Oh, you've had someone actually He said that. You. He says, I need someone to go and get me a fraudulent mortgage. And I said, I'll ask around. And I couldn't find anybody. <laughs> I'm dead serious. Like, I'm just not in that circle. Like, you know, I, I called a couple mortgage guys that I knew and they're just said, you know, you go to jail for that stuff. I said, I know. So I had a, so what am I supposed to do? Like, I, had a I don't think it's as prevalent as everyone thinks. No, it's yeah. a very small. I, I think in some I think circles. I don't, I don't, I don't think it the is. the realtors aren't in, involved in it all the time. But I mean. Can I tell you too? I knew more about my clients financing when I was helping them find rentals than I do when I help them buy properties. Good point. I do yeah. not see the back end. Yeah. They, this is part of the problem. The this is the biggest problem in the industry is that there isn't a mechanism that says they can afford that house we talked about it the other day well, there is sure you have a relationship is. with mortgage brokers our TDS, job is to bring GDS. them to uh, mortgage yeah, brokers you don't know when you're work working with. with someone what they can really afford and when the market's changing like it is now and they we say don't worry about it Dude, you don't get in my car you don't get in my car if my mortgage if my mortgage broker your mortgage broker is like i don't know i would never get in your car thanks you don't get in my car well you 
yeah. I've been in your car. You you don't. <laughs> we, we don't start the process I mean, unless I you know. You have to take an Uber, but unless sure I know. Tom up totally. Unless I know what you're, what you can afford. And even if you're going to use your own broker and not one of the ones that I know is actually going to give you good advice, but yeah. you're going to use your own. Unless I have a conversation with that person. No. Exactly. Can I see a house this sure. weekend? No. You can't see a house. I need to make sure that this person is giving you the correct information. And I just think that's where it stops. Most agents don't even know who the broker is. That's yeah, crazy. They don't have their yeah. email address. They don't have, they don't have a little bit different here. So like in Toronto, just cause it is more competitive. The, the first time I'm meeting with someone and I say, Hey, I need to talk to the person who's giving you the money or else I won't see you. It doesn't go off very well. Right. So it's a little bit different markets. Yeah. I'm not saying <laughs> I can actually, would, I can actually, if you want to talk about that, I can tell you how that goes. Yeah. I'm I just, I, I'm just saying that, that was something that we would always be like heavily involved with. But again, if you were to go into a car dealership and they say, look, we'll show you these cars, but first I need to see your bank account before you enter the building. How would you feel? Sure. Right. So it's a little bit like in Toronto, I feel it's a little Our bit thought more. Is, I, I but would we just go say through like, that. In, you, know, like, that you can't get on a plane without buying a ticket. You, we can't show you home to the, before you it's pre-approved. It's super easy. Because, and, and like for your own good, I don't care really about my time. Yeah. You fall in love with something you can't afford and you get upset. That sucks. Why, I, why would we want I, that? I, I or agree, the market changes and rates go up 4% all of a sudden and yeah. you actually can't I don't, afford it because you're using... I don't disagree with any of that. I'm just saying in order to like build relationships and stuff like that, it depends on who you're meeting. If you're meeting someone who's a referral, sure. it's a different story. This is a relationship you have already YouTube, with someone YouTube and you can go and say, okay, you know what? Like I get to really come across already, as right, being... You know? They're, the professional, exactly. It's like here we go. But, the, but I had an in-depth uh, conversation with my personal mortgage broker about fraud, and yeah. he's like, "We see it constantly." Oh. This episode of the Tom Story Show is brought to you by the YouTube for Real Estate video course. Are you interested in creating an engaging, value-driven YouTube channel to help educate your client base on real estate in your market, as well as introduce a new revenue stream to your business? Perhaps you've already created a YouTube channel, but are struggling to gain viewership and the subscribers you are looking for. The YouTube for Real Estate course will provide you with proven tips and strategies on how to create and cultivate an engaging YouTube channel, as well as how to optimize your channel, resulting in higher viewership, subscribers, and yes, deals. But that's not it. I implemented YouTube in my business in early 2021, and it has easily been the best marketing source for meeting new clients that I have ever had in my business, period. Better than expensive geo farming, internet marketing, and open houses combined. And now it even rivals my repeat and referral business. If you would like to learn all the tips and tricks for meeting new clients using YouTube, simply go to video course login or click the link in the description below and sign up for the YouTube for real estate course today and learn a year's worth of my painstaking research of learning how to use YouTube for real estate in just a few hours by taking the YouTube for real estate course. So go to videocourselogin.com right now and use the promo code TOMSHOW at checkout. Again, that's videocourselogin.com or simply use the link below. God. And Listen, here's what, it, being but honest, it's different, yeah. but it's different. So he'll, um, he'll get paperwork from somebody. So he gets clients trying to fraud through him without his knowledge. Mm, sure. But that's he's experienced. That's what I'm saying. What, There's so many layers. It's like, yeah. find yeah. me a deal that somebody didn't fudge something. And also the word right. fraud is a really scary, terrible word. Right, yeah, that sure. we associate with jail time and penalties. Yeah, I, I, not caught. to say there's for a reason. Caught, for a reason, not to they say there's that. different levels of fraud necessarily. But there's light fraud. Yeah, and there's heavy fraud. So it's gonna we, be the loudest the podcast the, we've had. We've just been yelling. <laughs> one day I've got the light, and I got I'm, a headache. One day the light fraud 
in the public eye becomes not like soft fraud. It becomes, oh, now it's time to focus on this. And then they start digging back to all these people with TikToks and Twitter accounts and YouTube channels saying what, I, like I'm telling you, it's yeah. just, there's, there's a, a perpetual cycle to this whole thing. And it's, it's like people have been dancing a line for a while around here. Anyways, I guess if you just have one of those mortgage brokers that's will either not experienced enough to identify that they've just received fraudulent papers, mm-hmm. right? Like for instance, but what's um, his incentive to catch the fraud rather than put it through and get if you you're your a money? brand new mortgage broker? You just got your license. You know, you're like, my phone you know, hasn't rang in you, weeks. And, and they know what to do too. I remember, so when FinTrack was introduced, what was happening was people were selling properties that did not belong to them. So the homeowner would come back, they'd knock on the door and they'd Jeez. say, hey, who are you? You're not the guy I rented to. And the guy's like, who are you? I just bought this house. I moved here last week. <laughs> and, and the money was done fraudulent. And they have a lawyer and a mortgage broker and a real estate agent, all from different nationalities who didn't speak like very good English. And they had this whole well-orchestrated thing and they had somebody at the land registry office. So everything was done really well because we had printed deeds and people yeah, yeah. were all these stupid things that just, we don't use anymore. And so then they introduced FinTrack. Just to so, add, I think FinTrack should be done by the lawyers. FinTrack is the I, biggest waste I of time. I have not caught any terrorists. I've not caught any money launderers. Truthfully, they're yeah. not doing it properly. Well, for sure. obviously, uh, but 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 who's like okay? Give me your ID. You? This looks like a real ID. Okay, I'll put well, it. We're down. doing what we're told to do. We're putting yeah. in the information. You know what the worst part is the now? Bank account number, which in which. But where's your incentive to catch yeah. a, a terrorist bringing in cash? Your your incentive is actually to help him. No, 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 but it is your incentive to help him. My incentive is to. Wrong number, never picking up that phone. It, like if I legitimately think that there's someone coming into the country that could put my family in a legitimate bad spot sure. in, through some YouTube sort problem. of YouTube what, when I, problems. When, when I say terrorists, obviously it, I don't mean terrorists. It's but true. like here's your here, incentive is to get somebody a house, right? And maybe kind of, I don't maybe, think I think, I, that's like I think blanket, you're like, jaded like, by that they, tell I think like that. the Twitter conversation gets jaded for like that. I don't that's think the majority that. of people Twitter, are like oh Twitter's this guy looks super life. shady I hope this deal comes together that's not the majority no, of agents. of course not but the incentive is to put the deal together right it's not to make oh shit this guy's gonna be well the incentive have, is to help the person in which we I'm gonna catch the fraud on this one like I'm gonna get all these guys and get them out of the market like that's not the incentive well, for anybody, except the police or the the feds or whatever. They yeah, don't so give a then shit. Then who should be looking at the stuff? There the should the be feds. What's no, suspicious? Like, give me an example of somebody. Like if they showed up, but with you a give it to the realtor. Cash and it seemed like it was all in disarray. Yeah, not only that, I would I would not deal with that person. What's the definition but, of a suspicious suspicious transaction? Now it's like more than one transaction in a five year period. That's is like that everybody's definition? been doing that, right? Who everybody's, doesn't move every four years? I heal off the investor. <laughs> you know, yeah. I got it all going on right now. I mean, I heard someone bought four properties in, in two months. Uh, they came to us and said, help. And I'm like, who told you to buy four properties in two months? Yeah. Like, sure. what, what advice was that? Right. But this is the things that people. I just doing. I just saved a guy from that. He was looking for he's like, my mortgage broker tells me I should buy two townhouses, live in one, rent the other one out. And I was like, dude, that is the worst thing I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. Because that's going to cost you, let's say it's that like costs you 1.8. Two negative cash You can buy a house for 1.5 yeah. and have a basement rental and you're in a way better spot. Yeah. The yeah. guy wanted to fund two mortgages. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. No, but now people's people are making a decision to buy a house, live in the basement and rent upstairs mm-hmm. so that they can maybe at some point actually afford to move upstairs. I don't their think own that's house. terrible because that's what my grandfather did in 1952. Is, is but he didn't have to put like a million dollars of debt on it. But I guess relative to his income at the time. It was $28,000 house, but still. 
Who should you get investment advice from? That's the question. Daryl Frankfort. Definitely not right? Daryl. Because <laughs> even, but you'll make money. I'm not saying a hey, real my a financial realtor. planner. But you when I said listen. I need to take money out of the markets because I need to put it into the new house. Yeah. Gave me every reason why I should keep it there until the markets come back. Because that's how they make money. Every human being in some capacity, you can say whatever you want, has some type of bias to their own situation. It has to that be. Is but, life. But, that's why but we're here the right now. The person that I would suggest you get advice from in every situation is somebody who's doing what you want to do. Right. Mm -hmm. If somebody's doing what if somebody's house hacking and you can get some advice and say, hey, Tom, oh, yeah, yeah. you got like, you know, you're living here and you got this person. How is that going right now? Is that a good idea? Right. And, for sure. Your, your advice is, is going to be unbiased. A, fi a financial planner, and, sometimes realtors, not all of them, sometimes mortgage brokers, not all of them. Sometimes your lawyer can be giving you advice that's not as good for you because, you know, there's some sort of, you know, um, well, it's like chip my, on his shoulder. So right? my accountant, I love my yeah. accountant. <laughs> my accountant is amazing. Mm -hmm. And that accountant shows me the best way to pay no tax. Yes. Right. right. Or as low tax as possible. Legally. Right. But, but I was like, yeah. okay, but now what if I need to borrow? Exactly. I have to show an income. Sure. And he's exactly. like, my job is low tax. Pick I don't one. Know what you want. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Right? Pick my, one. Liability. I'm not worried about I'm that. Like, I'm like, I need about... to draw a wage. Yeah. Right. And, and it was like, is it dividends? Is it wages? Is it all these things? I'm like, yeah. I need an income. And yeah. he's like, dude, great. Take as much of an income you want. My job, my main and that's with us. Yeah. Our main job is we want to help people get in and out of properties. Get the best property for their needs, pay the best price, be in the right neighborhoods. All whether or not Close. they should be living this, in Canada or not. You're is not, so it jaded, is, man. But it's goes, true. But this goes back to the conversation we're having with more realtors, less realtors. Like mm. I know seventy thousand realtors. One of the reasons, seventy-three thousand. Like how many are just like I got to close? I know part. I can give sound advice because, and I say this in like the best way possible. Selling your house doesn't change my life. Mm. I've made other investments in my life. I've exactly. done well enough. Yeah. This is another and it, it, this today. Say on that, today. Right? Today. No, no, today. no. This is this is my point from two. two <laughs> you go ahead. Keep saying, going. Though, yeah, right? it's for like sure. A desperation. I don't. Of, of I don't it doesn't actually mean it's I'm, I run a business. I'm a right. business owner. And I know that my business is fueled through, through repeat and referral. Yeah. Which people come back to me and I do what I say I'm going to do. And yeah. I, that's it. Right. I don't doesn't change anything in my life. But again, 22 year old Tom starting right. would yeah. have goals of how many transactions he had to do every single week to survive. Right. Yeah. And how many realtors of the 73,000 need to survive right. in that position. Exactly. Right. And so it's, it's an economic issue. And if you can give people enough food on their plate, they will make better decisions. I don't think realtors are bad people. I don't think that no, the advice the that system. everyone was giving was 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 yeah. because they really wanted to hurt people. It was because they were thinking to themselves, when is this ever going to, you know, come back right now? I'm selling for the first time. Maybe I just got my license. I'm making more money than I ever thought. Or maybe I'm not making any money or whatever it is. That environment that they got put in, I think the, they gave out bad advice because put, of that. Bringing up the new people into the industry is probably where it is. It should be like a four-year ticket system like a trade. I've met or, some or like a lawyer or people in this industry that shouldn't get their ticket. No, I'm just for sure. But I'm yeah. saying if you went through four years of school to get your license to yeah. have the opportunity to maybe sell a house, that's yeah. a lot different than I don't know. You guys are probably a bigger joke than we are right now. But it's like a whatever six week course or, you know, read my daughter's in it. It's not a six week course. It's no? actually kind of intense at uh, Humber. For no, the real, real estate, estate course. course. Yeah. yeah. Oh. No, it gives it's like me, a nine month now it takes. You could probably do it in six months okay. if you really wanted to. She's yeah. on a longer program because she really doesn't need to, to do anything. But 73,000. There's some intense one. stuff. Yeah. she's not. She, but she'll be better than like 
You're pointing at <laughs> not here. <But> also, <laughs> like then sixty thousand of, of of the realtors out there. Yeah. yeah. But then again, they're learning things that mean absolutely nothing, nothing. right? Like I yeah. you learned how to calculate wells, a mortgage. Wells. So much about septic and wells. I can't even yeah, tell but that's, you. It's crazy. But that's because you're in your tiny little Toronto bubble. The rest of the Ontario is all septic and wells. Uh, okay, that's a big yeah. part that of their. You better right? know about septic and wells. Yeah, if you're selling. You, you when I bought my cottage, that's a great point. Actually, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I will. I hired a realtor <laughs> in the area that I bought my cottage in because I didn't know anything about exactly. any. Yeah, you dropped the yeah. ball big time. Right? I right. didn't want to show myself. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. So, so we, I, so when we were studying together and we were going through things, we came up on this this section that talked about uh, like social media, mm. and I was like, oh, they were like, do what Tom Story does. Not good. No, listen, some people, uh, I guess, had the foresight to check what they can and yeah. can't or shouldn't and should do. Yeah. Many did not. Mm. But as I read this, I was like, wow, it'd be hard to find anybody that's actually adhering to the way. In it's- Ontario, it's not. Yeah. So, like, for instance, on my uh, YouTube channel, it's structured by the book. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know it's just it's ridiculous that it needs to be. Yeah. But. Yes. How, most how would it be reported though in, in BC? Nobody would. The people don't like care. someone would have to report. You. Somebody would have to report you. Like in, in Ontario. Somebody Other would realtor. have to report you. Yeah. It would have to go to the board or the governing body of whichever one. It would take four years to go through the process. Mm-hmm. It's all. I just don't want to. I'm probably going to be one of the loudest voices in the province pretty quick. Mm-hmm. And I just don't want that. So it's like set up like I would love my name to be whatever on there, but it's Karis Real Properties because I have to advertise under that as my team name, right? Yeah. I have to have my logo on the banner of the, like all those little steps. Yeah. None of that gets paid attention to. No. None of it. No. And But you're doing it because one day, in case. I mean, it never comes back. In case. I've even you got, you know sure. that um, not intended to solicit, blah, blah, blah. That's at the back end of all of our, it's in the description of yeah, this. That's in my yeah. standard. It's at, it's, it's at like the yeah. bottom of every video or at the end of every video in the fine print sure. at the end, right? Yeah, it's yeah. all that stuff. But Won't yeah. stop anyone from suing you one day. No, it's just it might, a regular, it might it a regulatory body. Like they're they're very like you know uh, black and white, right? It's just like they don't really give you a chance. And I love, in, in Ontario, I love it. You have to sign this letter of like, like admission like you're like you're guilty right it's like they're like he committed fraud like they use the hard terms right he com- he misrepresented his clients and like they did all these type of really? things yeah like mm. negligence they don't, like, and then you have to sign like, yes it was me who did it you, <laughs> you know? know what the like, worst part is with disappear. this whole with yeah. this whole thing is i think the community that we've kind of grown now a little bit here on youtube mm-hmm. is having better and more educational conversations than any of the regulating bodies combined Oh my mm. god. They're terrible. Well, so a lot of realtors listen to us and have told us how much they're learning and enjoying our conversations. Same, same. Yeah. yeah. We got a bunch true. of realtors. Like cuz nobody are realtors, I, uh, I was hired by um I won't, I won't say who, but I was hired by one of the regulating bodies cuz they're like we love how you explain forms. I explain forms on my channel. It's the stupidest mm. crap. But they're like yeah. we love how you do it. Boring. Yeah. And I was like, "Okay, cool." So I wrote them scripts so they could do something similar, but when they when they vanilla it up so much, it doesn't work anymore. Yeah. And they're like, oh, well, we liked you reading them. Yeah. But we're kind of like, I didn't get any more content because they were like, we can't actually do this in our way. We can't have someone else narrate this. Yeah. Right. But they, so this is just the pr- privatizing of the industry. Like, like how Sigma is by far the best real estate app ever yep, created. I use it. You know, it's like, I have, I so I just heard about this. We don't have it. But I just they do have, comps. I think, a BC version. Yeah, so there, it's coming yeah. or it's there. Um, yeah. But I just met with somebody from, 
uh, from Ontario that's moving. I met them on Zoom this week and they're yeah. like, I'm on House Sigma. And I was like, cool. And then we were going through, I was, because uh, I always break down commission and all that stuff, like how I get paid at the end of the buyer's call, the whole bit. Yeah. And they were like, oh no, we can see that. I'm like, there's no way you can see commission offered. They're like, yeah, it's on House Sigma. That in BC, maybe it's allowed to I be on BC. I don't think it's legal. I've never seen it. It's not legal. I've never been looking for it, though. I don't think that's on there. So that should so not be tell you the truth about it. No, or? she's no, like, oh, no, I can see that on Like, she had it open. Why is that even optional? Uh, split. Why isn't it just a standard split? Like, the seller gets this. Competition and, Because, exactly. Yeah. No, but this is. Why? Because of the competition, you can't bureau. say this is what it is. There yeah. has to be options Some, for consumers. As, as, as consumer, no, but it's used as, as a tool to entice other agents it's to commoditized. bring you an offer so instead of other houses. No, pretty much all this. Ninety-eight percent of them say the same number. So, but why is it optional? Because why isn't of it just competition. Because I'm allowed to have, a, have an option. I'm allowed to have a different business model than you, and then you only commoditize everybody if they all have the same fee. Yeah. Oh, I that's a standard fee. I actually have a video on my channel coming out on how B BC real estate commissions are the stupidest thing ever. But when all the data went public on all the sites mm -hmm. and, and they showed the sold data and everything, there's still, I would say, two things that us as real estate agents know that the consumer doesn't. One is what is the commission being offered? That mm. does not show on anything. Unless oh, you Sigma, apparently it does. I'm I don't find think out. It, does. No, it does. I don't think it, it, does. Does. it does. She told me what they were. Maybe the BC ones do. Or maybe, there's a different, maybe there's a different contract they have anyway. with the BC real anyway. estate boards that they're and, watching. And then but not the, the other thing maybe it doesn't show, and this could change, and I'm curious everyone's opinion, is yeah. when the market was hot and every property would have an offer date. Exactly. Yeah. In the broker remarks, which is only for the real estate agents or brokers, it yeah. says offers are on this date. The consumer doesn't see that on realtor.ca or any of those sites. Yeah. Now, you could have put it in the consumer remarks, but nobody Trev does won't allow that. that. Trev, now, why? Yeah, Trev, can you walk me through so, why? So when that whole uh, competition bureau thing was yeah. going on and Trev was trying to keep all their information private, yeah. they fought to have certain things. And it was based on the protection of the consumers because what else is not there is the seller's name. That's true. So they yeah. fought to say, mm -hmm. look, we'll give you guys all that data, but what's important for the consumer to make their decision and what is actually the, breaching the privacy of, I the, still think, of the consumer? But the I, seller. I would say it's important for the consumer to know that the house is an offer date. But Treb, anti-competitive, okay. again, not saying Treb's bad, uh, whoever is listening, <laughs> no. but it's the truth. And that's, it initiates and that's, a phone call. Somebody has to make a phone no, call not to that. find it's, that out. It's not that. It's, it's the control of the information to make sure that Treb is still in business and that the MLS is needed and that nobody can circumvent the yeah. MLS. To a degree, I just sure. think it was like that whole sold data thing. The part yeah. that was never brought up is they want to publish that on firm. They don't want to publish that on That's closed. That's the problem. It's when it goes firm. That's the whole problem. The money yeah. hasn't been transferred. So is that a sale yet? No, I now are using it. Like sold signs media. up now. Sold yeah. signs up right now. And your neighbor can look at how much money you just got. You use that? Well, realtors do use it. Exactly. Why can't it just? Say no, that they it's just not need to have closed. a firm. They had to have. They should have a I firm. Think in the states, they not have sold that on, on American. In like, Matrix, courts. they do. Matrix is pending close. Yeah, oh, we really? don't have. Yeah, I uh, see. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, use we don't have that. Matrix is pending close. Why? So you know what the difference is between the two. Why can't I get a comp on Realtor.ca? Like I can get it on House Sigma, but you, I can't get a comp. Oh yeah, there's for still a house. no sold data so on Realtor.ca. Right? Wow. Um. So our board is opening up sold data now. Uh, but they've actually done it a little bit wiser way, which is the concern that we had. Yeah. You can see all the sold data more than 12 months old. Only more than 12 months, but yeah. not less than 12 months? Correct. Which well, is not garbage. what the consumer wants. It's, it's garbage. Correct. But no, but here's the thing. Three you months should, ago was you garbage. You can get all the sold data you want at Land Title. 
It's you true. could walk. Public. You could walk after into closing. The you can get it here. Trebs, you got to bring your own keyboard. Yeah. You can type in any address and find out who the owner is. You should. Trebs never, dad is their own. Yeah, you yeah. should never have access to information. I don't even think us as agents should have access to information on a deal that's not closed. But that's that becomes it would slow down hindrance. our market. Yeah, it becomes a big hindrance in in the process because one seller has the right to know what their neighbor just sold for a few day few days earlier because a buyer was out there. So it's like, you really are not protecting the consumer. But no, but that goes to what Daryl's saying. Now we're protecting ourselves. Yeah, rather but what than... percentage of deals that firm up don't close? Uh, this year? <laughs> and and it, but no, firm no, up, not even regardless, it was indicative of the market conditions at that time. That price that yeah. that buyer paid Less than 1% probably. was based on an open market. Technically, yeah. it's market price at that time. If it didn't close, sure, we would three months from now look back and say, we're not going to use would, that and rely on that data. Would you want your neighbor... But, tomorrow in every situation to know exactly what you just got for your house yesterday i don't think you would as a as a seller as that a was seller. not in the industry no i would want to not keep if it, it didn't private. close people don't even want price. signs on their lawn, <laughs> right? Their lawn, right? They, people don't want like i have a guy what's the most recent one i've got i got somebody yeah he's talking about no sign he's like don't advertise in my neighborhood he's like i don't want anyone to know just bring buyers from yeah. elsewhere yeah. like that's how some well people i are, just right? bought a house for myself yeah, and I bought it. It was about to go to MLS. It was coming soon. I bought yeah. it the day before it went to MLS, and every single coming one soon. of my friends said, "What's the address?" Yeah, I'm like, "Do you just want to know what I paid?" Yeah, because yeah, I'll yeah. tell you. Yeah, because right. you're not gonna find it on House Sigma because it yeah, didn't go yeah. on MLS. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But they—that's what. Listen, checkmates. That's, that's what people <laughs> wanted. They don't care about your address. They care about what you pay. For yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's what I asked you. I told you, <laughs> First but thing. that's the thing, right? It's like, that's what pe people are just curious. Yeah. Everyone's nosy. Everyone loves real estate. Exactly. Like, How many views is Tom really getting on his channel? Right. <laughs> like, that's what it is. So oh, good for you man. guys. Um, final question. We should, pro here, we should probably along. wrap. We're okay, going like go an along. hour and We're 20. Uh, awesome. right. We've been wrong all year long. Do we have a rate hike in December? For sure. No. What is it? Oh, 50. Okay. Okay. No way. I said a no. hundred last week, a quarter and I got at destroyed. Most. In December, at I'm most. nervous for the holidays. Didn't you see what I put up? No, you're not on Twitter. I I there's, dude, I browse sometimes. Dude, get off don't. Twitter because the people from your Twitter come to my channel to shit talk you. That's how <laughs> terrible they are. That's how terrible they are. Leave they're it alone. Talking about me. Though. Leave oh, it alone. They're talking like, about how me. do we get them? Let's go yeah, every yeah. angle they can. Oh, I, as long as they subscribe or follow me. Um, <laughs> I. A friend of mine, like they just did a launch here in, in, in Toronto and it was like lying up down the street and the sales center was bananas. And I put up a, a tweet saying, the pre yeah, I put up a tweet saying like, oh, I, I guess the rate heights aren't like doing their job because this is uh, a little excessive and exuberant. And it got to a lot of people, this video and this tweet and actually it got to the owners of the project. They asked me to take it down. Wait, you said how much was the fee for that? <laughs> no, but but I mean, this is. Wait, wouldn't they like the fact that you were showing that? Eventually, he... after <laughs> I took it down, they realized that it was a, a benefit. But that, that's not the point. The point is, is that it happened in this environment. But after... that's because that money's four year from now money. That's Doesn't not matter. They money. were dead, bro. They were dead. Every sales center was dead. Yeah. Like nothing. No one was even launching. You're launching everything. Well, so they they priced really the well. How though? did these guys get a? They were not priced really well, but they were priced fine. Uh, they're, they're, these are like top dogs. They, sure. they did a great job. But the point is, is that instead of 75 bips that we got 50 bips yeah. and everybody goes, mm -hmm. here we go. That's yep. the signal. Let's 100%, go. 100%. Yeah. It's and I'm like, it's uh -oh. stock market too. It's this too week, soon. With the Fed yeah. and the inflation numbers, it's like, too fucking sensitive. soon. We haven't felt any pain yet. 
So there's we've a, seen there's some a, people hurt. Maybe there will be pain. Limb. Based on actual stuff. So uh, I hope it's the Tiff bottom. Did a, Tiff but... did a CBC uh, interview like a it's day a or two ago. So he's basically saying that they're going to continue to raise. But I've been wrong every time too. So that's in what I'm December saying. though or next year. I'm not. Were sure. you he, right? He and just got cut by accident. Yeah, I might cut you out of this whole podcast. <laughs> you probably should. We work on that. He puts, uh, <laughs> I, might be I was right. I said. Yeah. I said. I hope it's only fifty, but I bet it'll be seventy-five. I have that it. One. I have yeah. it. Yeah. It was yeah. in. I swear. <laughs> so I'm going to say zero because I have been wrong every time. But to yeah. me, this is what I feel. I feel like right now they want to see how oh. things go. I think next year we'll have more increases. I think long term they're going to push it a little bit more. But we're almost at the terminal rate, which is what Tiff just said. And yeah. I think that in December they're going to give everyone like, some nice. That was holidays, my original guess. Was like boost. we're done by the end of the year, and I was taking shit from everybody when I said that. And yeah. now it looks like maybe I might have been right, and I'm like. Fuck, I don't want to be right. It, it, it affects me negatively. My house is going down too in value. We talked about it yesterday. Like my neighbors sold their house for a lot less than I paid for yeah. it recently. Mm. But like the market hasn't actually corrected yet. The malls are still busy. People are throwing money around. People have two jobs and their one job doesn't even know about their other job. And they're working maybe even less hours than if they went to an office and worked one job. Can like, I tell you something really funny? We have a doorbell camera and the property we're currently sitting on, sitting in, I'm about to put up for sale. And we get like notifications when people walk by. And there was a video I looked yesterday. It was a, a dad and his daughter and they walked by and the dad goes, dad, can we buy this house? Like literally points to my front door and dad goes, if I buy that house, you'll never see me. I'll be working three jobs. Like he was making a joke to his kid. Like, and I got it on my camera. Yeah. I was like, okay, that, that's Wholesome. crazy. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But like said that to his kid and like, yeah. you know, this is a, and the price of this was the average sale price essentially in Toronto is what this property will sell for. Yeah. Yeah. But it's not ultra luxury. It's not crazy. It's in a yeah. good neighborhood. It's nothing crazy. No, but yeah. it's, I mean, it's more than the average price than, in Toronto, yeah. but that which was is a lot of money. It's just like, oh, well, if we buy that house, I'm getting three jobs. Yeah. Need to get three Set jobs. to his child. Yeah. yeah. Especially well, if he only has one job right now. That's quite the statement. If he had two jobs yeah. and he needed a third, it'd say, okay. Well, where yeah, do they live now? Budget. I don't know. But if he had no job, where must they live now? Worse. Like, they, they must be in a condo, renting, right? Renting nearby. Or renting renting, renting nearby. Yeah. Crazy. We should probably wrap this because uh, I don't know if all my videos are still recording. You're off the hook. Oh, okay. Steve, come on. December recording this. This is going to be online. Oh, what do I think is going to happen? Um, I'm leaning towards 25 because I think they want to keep it going, um, but they want to slow it down. The smart thing to do, I think, would be to wait until early in the year before they do another one because there's got to be some, there's got to be some sort of finding out where we're at. We don't know where we're at. Mm -hmm. Our condos in my market are almost every single uh, area sub area. Yeah. Uh, increased in value last month. And we won't know where we're at for a few months because, I mean, we're, we're still feel, maybe just yeah. feeling the we're first doing the rounding. I think we're maybe doing we've the felt rounding. the third We've had a flat fall. Maybe the third one. But, but we got three like more to catch up Five on. more. I love how they Did we like, do eight? In the news, they're like, we're finally going to see six. that soft six. landing. And I'm like, have you guys looked at the chart? This does not define a soft landing. <laughs> that is a pretty hard landing. It's a hard landing. No, but it's out. Toronto and Vancouver. They're hard landings. The rest, it's like it's like a blip. Like if you go down in, yeah. in Saskatchewan, if your price goes down 15%, it went from 280 to 265 or something, yeah. right? Yeah. Or I don't know what the math is, but like 
inconsequential but in toronto like that's hundreds of thousands of dollars yeah it's officially our longest episode ever ever we had a feeling that us four would find a way to talk yes because we've um, had our best looking guest ever tk and daryl's been here too here. But. it's good that tk on the main camera is blocking a bit of daryl that's good yeah. that's actually <laughs> why we structured i'll it say on the now. record i think it's gonna be 25 but I'd rather. Oh yeah, I guess zero. we should ask him what he thinks. Eh? Um, I think it'd be twenty-five, but I, ke- I keep <laughs> I hearing from people that I trust that they've never raised it in December in the history of Bank of Canada because of the holidays. So we've may- heard this, but we don't have the. We again, have no data. Imperial on that. data. On that. <laughs> None <laughs> of us have actually Googled it. Fine. Yeah, no, no, I went it. back the last. But don't worry, rates will be low for a very long time. Yeah, yeah fair enough. Oh, so man. I think twenty-five. All right, that was fun. We'll do this Thanks, again. Guys. Yeah. That was all the cool in person. We'll do uh, it if in you PC. haven't already checked out your channel, you don't know who these guys are already. Where do they go? What's Links down below in the description for whatever they're about to say. And if you're listening to this because we brought you here, make sure you like, comment, and subscribe with these guys too. Yeah. Canadian awesome. real estate show. All your commenters will be case. down there. Anybody you want to say hi to down below in the comments? Anybody? We said hi to, to. We said hi to Trent. Trent. Yeah. Maybe else? Urban Zen girls probably watching. Yep. Love her. Who else do we awesome. like? So we like everybody. Who else everybody. Yeah, we're gonna do. We're gonna share this on our community tab on our main channels as well. Yeah, and nice. so we'll ask you guys to do that on yours so that it gets to everybody. You have to teach us how. We'll teach, I'll show you literally right after cool. this. Yeah. Cool. All right, Thanks, guys. Thank you this for watching fun. and listening, and we will see you next week. Bye. Bye. Hope the audio worked out because we screamed Screaming for an hour. Yeah. This is a good setup.